Hey, Rap Guys here. We got a little programming note for you. Yes, yeah, so this episode was recorded two weeks ago, and the reason you're not hearing it until now is, boom, we are on iTunes. Please subscribe, download, rate, and comment for us. It would be a huge help. And um, subscribe. Yeah, and subscribe. Good job. And the reason uh, you will hear some dated references here, I'm commenting on a Toronto Raptors Game 7. That was between the Raptors and the Pacers. And I was also talking about how the Spurs-Thunder series was completely over. And I was completely wrong. So disregard anything that we say. Um, well, don't disregard everything we say. But just disregard most of our opinions on both those series. And just anything going forward. Yeah. All right. Have fun. That sounds familiar. That rings a bell somewhere, doesn't it? Oh, it's good to be home, baby. And that's the sound we love around here. It's been a minute here. Dude, it's been more than a minute. It's been a couple minutes. How you been? Oh man, it's it's been it's been a long time coming. We've been sitting here uh, waiting for this album for two months and we had to go on a hiatus for reasons, but I've been good. I'm just excited to finally get a chance to talk about this Kizzy Mars album with you. <laughs> <laughs> did he did he drop an album? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It was really bad. I figured. Um, now, so welcome, welcome back to, uh, to the rap, the rap guys. Um, we, we, like Mark said, we were on a hiatus for a while, but, um, when special events occur, um, like what happened this past weekend, we have to drop what we're doing in the middle of, um, finals week and we are going to, uh, drop a pod on you guys. So, um, so Mark, we've been, uh, it's been about two years in the making now for, for views and it has. It's it's been a it's been a long wait. There's been a lot of stuff in between um, when we first heard about views and when we actually got views. When when was like the I know it's been forever, but when was the first time Drake sort of mentioned, "Oh, views from the six is going to be my next project." Summer of 2014. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's two years. Yeah, and uh, if you're reading this, was in between, and there's two projects in between. Um, it's kind of craziness, but yeah. So. Um, I mean, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about, um, views on our own because, um, you know, we just haven't been doing podcasts and whatnot, but, um, I'll let, I'll let you open the floor with this. I mean, I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of things to say about it. Um, I have some views on views. I, I have a, I have a, I have a lot of views. Yeah. It's, um, dude, it's, I mean, it's already commercially successful. It, it's, you know, it, Drake claims it sold 600,000 in a night, um, whether that's true or not. It's so weird. Quick aside, how these these numbers they need to do something to get them more organized because we can't just have people like Drake and Kanye just making up figures. I don't. I doubt that's what they're actually doing. But yeah. there doesn't seem to be any sort of like basis on what they're pulling them from. Dude, it's like a wild west. Like it's just like I think people just like ballpark. I mean, Drake had an idea going in though because of One Dance the and exclusivity deal. Well, no, he had an idea with One Dance, um, Pop Style, and then Hotline, because those right. were released as singles, and even Hotline, those streaming on everything gets counted towards the album. Right. So, right. Um, Look, we we I, we mentioned this last time we talked, but we could do a whole other podcast on the way people listen to music and yeah. talk about Spotify and Apple and all that. That's not what we're gonna do today. No. Um, because I think there's a lot to talk about in the Drake album and. I mean, I was texting you obviously throughout my first listen. Hmm. 
and which I thought it was excellent. I thoroughly enjoyed the project. And, um, so I had also for reasons couldn't listen to it the, at the debut. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait a little bit. It took me about 36 hours before I got to listen to it. And I went in, I didn't, I purposely tried to avoid any input beforehand. So I went in with like a kind of a clean slate yeah. and I thought it was excellent. And when I finished listening to it, I sort of found myself in this weird position of having to defend the album to everybody I talked to because it didn't seem like it really connected with people the way I sort of felt like it connected. So, I mean, would you agree or disagree with no, that? No, I, I completely agree. And I, I was I was tuned in on uh, Thursday night to Beats 1. There was a little hiccup with it. It was like 30 minutes late, but it dropped, yes. on, it dropped on iTunes at like 11. And Drake still hadn't come on with the Zane Lowe interview. And okay. Go ahead, go ahead. So I, but I, so I saw it release – and I was like, well, I'm not going to wait around for Zane Lowe. Like, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to go listen to that now. So I had about like 10 people in my room um, and we played it all the way through. And uh, it was, it was an interesting reaction. I was, I was equally interested in how the people around me would I- interact with the album and react to the album as mm-hmm. well as the album itself. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've said before, music for me is a lot of, you know, how other people react to it. I play a lot of music at a lot of different places and like how people react to it is a big part of whether it's in my rotation of what I'm going to play. And I was getting that first sense. But um, yeah, I had to defend it too. I think it was uh, like you said, it, it's it's kind of weird that like I people weren't really feeling it like when they were in my room. And it was like kind of a weird vibe where like halfway through it was kind of like people were – the people around me were kind of like, all right, like is this almost over? I'm like, no, nah, there's 20 tracks. So Yeah, I think a lot of people that don't. I think a lot of people have hindsight 2020 visions when it comes to listening to albums where yeah. they think, where they think, oh yeah, I love Take Care, but in actuality, you know, they just kind of like love the three songs they remember from Take Care, yeah. but so then when they go back and listen to it 2 years later and they know it's a critically acclaimed album, they can listen to the whole thing and appreciate it. Yeah. But when something's new and their first instinct is to say I don't like this, um it's sort of different, but I mean, even people you know, that are massive Drake fans. I've read articles saying, oh, this is just a recycled product of what Drake is, is a safe album. And then I read people saying, well, I don't like this because it doesn't feel like the same Drake I used to love from Take Care. It's a mixed bag. Well, it's like, okay, it can't be safe and a departure from old Drake. That's mutually exclusive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, so this is a new sound. And I, to call it safe, I don't. I don't know what you want the guy to do. Well, I, I, I think, I think the word safe is being used by a lot of a lot of like the bigger music publications, um, because it is it's Drake's sweet spot. Like this is views is where the the sound on views, and we're gonna get into nitty gritty here with the album in a second. But like the sound on views is is very much where Drake's at his at his best, right? Right. So like I think that's the safe part of it, right? Where like I don't. This is a bad comparison. Um, but like Yeezus wasn't safe. But like mm-hmm. you can't come. You, know, you can't compare the two. But because that was a departure of, from everything he's done that Kanye had done. And with Drake, it was so hyped up for two years, especially in the past six months, even. Um, mm-hmm. where I think people were expecting like 
this is going to when we look back in 30 years or whatever 20 30 years the views is how we're going to remember drake and i don't think right. that was i don't think that was fair a two years of a promotion for an album leading up to it is it, it's going to cause some letdown i that's just natural right um, yeah well i i also would say that when if you're reading this or it's too late came out i sort of remember the same initial reaction and now we're a year later and i think it still has you know some people who say uh it's not my favorite i like you know take care but i think that a lot more people enjoy that album now yeah um so i think you'll see a lot of that but but for me you know when you say it's drake's sweet spot i agree but in a way that when i was listening to views it sort of felt like a culmination of all the sounds he's developed over the past year right so when i hear what a time to be alive and when i hear hotline bling and when i hear um summer 16 those to me are three very different sounds yeah i would would 100 agree yeah and 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 they don't they never side by side felt like i was like how is this going to work in one product like these don't go together and then when when i listened to it for the first time i think the reason I really enjoyed it was he sort of found this through line between all his different, all the different versions of Drake that we know, villain Drake, you know, hmm. um, you know, heartbreak Drake, pop star, yeah, yeah, heartthrob Drake, yeah. all these different versions. And he found this through line, um, you know, that sort of felt like he's literally, if you look at the cover art, like overarching his whole city. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic, you know? No, I, uh, I completely th- that agree. That was, that was, that was my initial opinion. That's why I really liked it. Um, well, Drake's always, he's always been really good at like putting something for everyone on an album. Right. And not, there's not that many people that can do that. Right. Like I I always, I always nag on J Cole, um, because I'd say anytime anything new of J Cole comes out, right. I know exactly what to expect. And it's, it's, it's it's generically the same kind of structure sound all the way through. Right. Um, but like with Drake's albums, like there's there's the slow songs where like if you're on a rainy day in a shitty mood like you can go pop on that and you can also play like the bangers like grammys and stuff you know Mm -hmm. at parties but then you also just have like study music and like there's all these kind of different things and i think that's the coolest thing about drake's albums is that it when it seems like it's always a timely release of with Mm -hmm. his albums you always kind of remember like at what point in your life like the music like reminds you of a point in your life Right. And not a lot of other artists um, can say that, that like their albums, like they imprint people's lives of like, cause I, I remember exactly where I was when, if you're reading this is too late, um, when, if you're reading this like, like dropped. And then I like, if you're reading this, like defined a portion of my like college life, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and you can say the same about take care or even nothing was the same was sort of like my freshman. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so let's, let's get into the, let's, let's get into the, uh, the sound of views just like, uh, on a more like te- on a technical note um, yeah and I, I think a good place to start would be the first track because i think we've already expressed our love for opening tracks on this podcast before yeah and also it's sort of one of the more unique sounding songs on the album yeah it's it, it was a it was a big shot it was like a big like kind of step back moment um when you first turn it on right because i was like so jazzed i was like i was like hell yeah i've got views on my phone let's do this and uh-huh. then like it it sets the mood um pretty well i think yeah yeah so the first like minute of the song is pretty classic drake singing and 
there's not a lot going on. And then all of a sudden there's sort of like that, that drum background sort of march yeah. thing that starts taking place halfway through the song. And it's really sort of off putting. Um, but I think perfect in a lot of ways. And I believe Kanye is on the production of that song, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. He's I was going to say he's on, he's on, um, you with me and feel no way. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it sort of sounded like a Kanye beat. Yeah, no, it did there with the, with the march. But what? So when I heard when I heard that first or Pablo esque. Yeah, when I heard that first, and there's a little bit of there almost feels like a little bit of a Pablo influence in some of the tracks. Um, yeah, I could totally feel that. But um, that so when that like when we were talking about you know when that when the drum line comes in on that on the first song, um, and then like there's there's almost I think there's like there's a little bit of brass behind it, like a little bit of like a trumpet or a trombone or something. I right. thought it was I thought it was Donnie trumpet when I first heard it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, dude, if Drake, get, if, if Chance is on another, I, I didn't like, I kind of knew he wasn't, but like, yeah. I heard the trumpets, and I was like, oh, like, could we possibly get a second half verse of Chance here? And like, I thought about it for a second, but then it didn't didn't come to fruition. Yeah, well, we'll get to Chance later in this yeah. podcast. But um, so, what are some other highlights for you? Um, so like, I, I like. Here's the thing with this album. So I, I just rode to dinner and rode back. Um with some buddies who aren't even really in the rap music. And I played them like five different songs and I tried to give them like each one, like its own, like insular vibe. Right. Which I think is a great job of views as a great job of is that there's not very too many similar sounds in the 20 tracks, which is, which right. is neat. Um, yes. the standouts for me, um, feel no ways hype with you with you might be my favorite one. Yeah. With you is a very, very different track. And, I think he, he gave us, you know, when I said this is a bringing together of a lot of different versions of Drake, I think the last sort of ingredient that he planted before the album coming out was Controla and this, you know, Jamaican Caribbean vibe that he's sort of going for. Um, and that was the first song that co- kind of went all in on it. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it worked. I thought it was, it was an excellent song. Um, and then and, and then continuing on, um, still here. I'm basically listing off the whole album. Still here, one. Uh, still here. Grammys, Child's Play, um, are yeah. the finish out the ones there. I the one thing that I think you're gonna have an issue with is I didn't really like um, views very much. Like the oh, wow, what really? Yeah, the song. Here's the thing, dude. The if 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 I was you, then I would hate me too. The last line of the album, I thought it was about as perfect as any last line Dude, of an album. That is nuts because I was I was I was like listening along, looking at Genius today, and when I got to that last thing, um, I looked at that last line. And I almost sent you a screenshot and was like, "Dude, this is kind of a weak last line." Wow, dude! I thought it was a mic drop and a half. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me yes. pull it up. Let me, uh, dude. The, dude my issue with it, the, the man has so many haters, dude. Everybody tries to find a reason not to like Drake. I might take a breather, but I won't ever leave you. If I was you, I wouldn't like me either, dude. dude the thing with the thing with views, the the last the last track before Hotline, is that his outro tracks on all his other albums, like um, was six was it six p.m. in New, is it. 6 p.m. in New yeah, York. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it sort of had a similar vibe to that. No, no? I mean that's how they all are. Like, th- th- yeah. that's, that's like a that's a common theme throughout his his albums. That the last song's uh-huh. kind of like a almost like a diary entry. Um, yes. This one felt super impersonal to me. It felt very like 
it's weird because the album itself is very like it, he's very vulnerable on it and very open but mm-hmm. in the song where it's usually him at his most vulnerable state i felt like it was really glossed over of like what's going on in his life right now yeah well maybe like the the vulnerability of drake and when you, you mentioned comparing him to jake hole which is interesting because i think they have a lot of fans that are crossovers fans where those are the two favorite artists J. Cole and Drake. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of overlap there. But I think maybe the people that say, oh, I miss the old Take Care. I didn't like if you're reading this. It's too late. Those people, a lot of them are J. Cole fans that like sort of the heartfelt vulnerability. Yeah. But but Drake is sort of getting to that more like it's more vulner- – the vulnerability is still there, but it's more like crooning and – and more bravado on all of his songs yeah. than there was back I mean, in the day. And it, personally, I love it. Um, I, yeah, I was I was in on views. The the one track that like that probably my low light would be Fire and Desire right before it. Yeah. Because um, so you have the Too Good is the track with Rihanna. Uh, the second, the third, mm-hmm. the last. And then you have that that interlude that sort of like washes that away and. Obviously, this album is very themed towards the seasons. Yeah. Uh, he said that in his interview. But it's sort of like the end of uh, the summer there. And like I'm like ready kind of for the outro right after that. And then the fire and desire is like another slow burner. It kind of didn't work for me. Yeah. Other than that, though, I liked everything. Still here is I've probably listened to 40 times in the past <laughs> two days. Uh, that's that, that's the, the highlight. Uh, Child's Play, I think, is fantastic. Um, nine this is really awesome. I'm not as high on I'm not as high on nine and keep the family close as you are. Uh, dude, nine does nine does the trick for me. Yeah, this this uh, this it's it's a very interesting like it's made me like almost question my musical taste when I'm listening to this album. It's weird. Like I the songs that I like that I listen to and I like I think I would like aren't the ones that I. I play the most. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, and maybe that's just like a weekend thing, but, um, uh, give it some time. Give it some time. Yeah, hey, no, one thing, breathe. one thing I wanted to ask you about because all these album releases, I mean, we saw with Beyonce's lemonade was an HBO special and Kanye did Madison square garden. Yeah. And these people, these album releases are becoming bigger and bigger events as you know, we're sort of seeing a change in the, the landscape, but I, I, so I didn't get a chance to listen to, the Zane Lowe interview or the Apple release. And I kind of wanted to hear what you thought of just how it was delivered. Um, it was, it was good. Like it was very good. Drake was, Drake like did a really good job. Like, like playing it up. Like it it was like some, it was like a master. He played it up as like a masterful, deep, insightful thing. He has this one little quote in there, um, that he's talking and he's, he, he, he said like, he's like, I don't, He's like, if you un- you're not supposed to understand it the first time, and hmm. I don't want you to understand it the first time. But like, one day, like you'll understand, like you'll get it. Like it's not supposed to be something that's transparent on your first listen. Hmm. I thought that was interesting, like for him to say, um, because you know he is now rapidly commercially successful, and you know with a lot of the mainstream, a lot of mainstream audiences you kind of have one chance on the radio or then someone's out on the song, you know? And mm-hmm. so I found that interesting, but, um, he did a good job. I mean, there, there wasn't too much. It was, it was, it was just a basically marketing promotion thing. Um, there was a couple insightful things. 
Um, he talked about the production a lot of it and um, how he worked on it. Is that available? Should I go listen to that? Yeah, I think it's available. You can probably just search it. Yeah. I mean, it's worth, yeah, it's worth a listen. If you're, like, I'm definitely it's intrigued. I, I'm so with, – with all the way these albums are being delivered now, I don't – I sort of don't know where artists are going to go from here. Yeah, it's tough to <laughs> like – it's, it's so – now when like – it's almost like an anxiety attack hits now when like you – like if one of your like artists is coming out with an album – because you just have like no clue like what that ride is going to be like. It's either added or taken away from the album, I think. Um, it's one of those. I haven't figured it out for myself yet even. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like I got to kind of, you know, the way I listened to this was just more like a traditional, almost like putting a CD in a Walkman, putting my yeah. earphones in by myself and taking it in. Whereas I was comparing it to like the Pablo release and like I kind of didn't even get to hear like what he was saying, like playing during that show because there was so much other stuff going on there was so much you circumstance know? around it yeah are you with me or what oh yeah sorry we had a little technical difficulty there yeah as i was saying with the way these albums are being released and and you see beyonce have her hbo special and kanye have this this live thing and drake's sort of doing this tell-all interview on apple radio mm-hmm. and they're sort of being delivered you know almost product in the hand to the to the customer i don't know like how ridiculous can these albums start album releases start getting here in the next we're just at so. the dude we're 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 just at the start of it i think but like is chance gonna like drop his album like is he gonna do a live show in the seventh inning stretch of a white Sox game <laughs> dude that would, that would be awesome but yeah no like that the thing is that that's what i'm saying though is that like nothing's kind of out of the question right it's just like yeah like like he's performing, like chances of performing on Fallon on Thursday night, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. like he could, he could very well just premiere the album. Then we don't know, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, well, right. With the exclusivity deals, you know, you sort of have like your way of your like company to push it for you, yeah. right? But like back in the day, I would store and you know the Connie albums would be front, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, do anything it was just out and you knew it it was new you had to go get it now it's like you sort of have to do something that's a like shake this divided culture that we have into being like the shit's here go listen to it yeah i mean like even when like you kind of started off this conversation you were talking about uh how like you kind of had to wait 36 hours because you had stuff going on to listen to it and like that's a that's a pretty incremental that's a pretty small amount of time um but like and the way these album releases move now, 36 hours is a long time. Like that's yes, yeah. like, a, like for after do you know consumption. How many people, do you know how many people said, hey, what you think of you? <laughs> dude, your, your Wi-Fi it's is, it's, something's yeah. going on, dude. All right, hold on. You think it's me? Uh, yeah. Okay. What about now? No. Still bad? Yeah. Still bad? Do you think it's my earphones? Nah, it just like keeps on coming in and out. Just keep on. It's fine. Just keep on going. But Do you if, think I should reset my, my, my router? No, you're fine right now. You're perfect. Okay. Um, it just like, fuck. I can't hear what you're saying. Like, it's just tough. Fuck. Um, what do you want to do? I mean, it's fine. It was just like for like five seconds and then I cut you off. We can just keep, we just keep on going. It, it, it's... Okay, that's a bitch and a half. 
Yeah, I can no, just edit it out. Edit I can it. just edit it don't out. Don't even edit it. Leave it in. No, nah, just leave it in. You know what? This, this is what happens when you record podcasts and you have technology. Yeah, this is part of, hey, a little bit behind the scenes stuff here. I got like three TVs in my room right now running all Bluetooth kind of stuff. And this sometimes I'm, it's just going to happen. So I'm glad I didn't bitch you out like I normally do when these things happen. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> um, no, I, I was saying like there's so many people that were coming up to me and just saying, hey, you know, did you listen to views yet? And I felt so behind. And in actuality, it was only 36 hours. I wasn't that behind. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but like at the same time, right? Is it like, like your text, like you called me before and you're like, yo, I'm about to listen to views and stuff. I was like, oh, like I've already listened to it like six times. And like I've already like <laughs> yeah. gotten like so much consumption out of it. And uh, yeah. it's just crazy how fast it moves nowadays. And it's it, it's just another thing. But I mean, overall, I think um, – I think artists can take a, a kind of a, a lesson from uh, from Drake's release because it was um, compared to the Pablo release. I mean, this was like this was smooth. Like it, there was a promotion period. We knew when it was going to come. It was coming in April. We knew that in January. Like yeah. everything about it was was like ready to go. He did pop up shops the two weeks before. Like everything right. was very planned. Like he says, he's al- always has a plan. He's never you know it's always calculated. Um, he mm-hmm. did a really good job with it, and I think that's what, uh, you know, I mean, you've talked about this um, as I use my Jim Nance or Phil Sims thing. Um, we talked about this. Yeah, we did talk about this. Uh, but Drake has Drake has moved into a different a different sphere, and that was before Views. Views. I don't think Views changed anything for Drake. Uh, just like for him as an artist, it didn't it didn't change anything for him. Um, but it was that culmination of him being where he is now and that it, mm-hmm. he's at a much different place than he was even when nothing was the same um came out much different place yeah man it's uh you know it's a good album the the one sorry i just kind of zoned out there because i thought drake almost just had another bad thing happen to him kyle lowry was just holding his shoulder on the ground there oh no in game seven um yeah i thought the other interesting thing was that drake sort of done before and this is like a weird aside but there's like a couple references to Southern rap, and I think there was one specific one to Outkast, and uh, obviously the the late Pimp C has a, a mm-hmm. recycled verse in Faithful, but like it, it's like a call out to this like old like '90s Southern or like early 2000s Southern rap where the album doesn't sound like that kind of music at all, which I sort sort of thought was funny, and it reminded me of Nothing Was the Same. There's so many Wu Tang references in that album. Yeah, that it's album weird. It's not a Wu Tang sounding album at all. No, it's kind of. It, I kind of like it. It's it's sort of like Drake saying, "Hey, like I'm sort of doing this, but in my own way." Uh, I thought it was enjoyable. This is, but this this is this is what this is what I've been saying though over and over again. Right? Is that Drake's genius comes from a place where he's able to integrate all these different sounds. And this might be more 40 than Drake. Uh, this might be Noah Shabib over Drake. I, I don't know what goes on in, in, you know, in their production. But he has that ability to, to mesh sounds, right? And like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's anchored in rap. And it is, it, it's rap and it's, it's, it's great rap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like he has an ability to take a Pimp C verse Mm-hmm. And then make it into a song where he's, you know, crooning and singing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it, his ability to do that and not just rely on a singular style, um, mm-hmm. I think, is what makes is what makes him great. And it's what makes most great artists great is they're not yeah. you know, confined to a single style. But Drake does it in a way that I think you know, we see as success overseas. Um, he does it in a way that's international. And I, and I was thinking about this the other day. I thought it was, it was interesting is that. 
you know, in my mind, like I always like we just kind of I think we just kind of claim Drake like as the United States, but like <laughs> he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think about that. that. Like like how many other artists do you listen to that are like from another country? Um, isn't Bieber Canadian? I don't listen to yeah, Bieber. Bieber's but... Canadian too. But we like, kind of claim him too. Yo, they can have him though. Eh, that's a discussion for another day. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Look, uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the album. I think we should move on. But one last thing, what an awesome year to start a rap podcast. We've gotten a Kanye West, a Kendrick Lamar, and a Drake album in four months. Yeah, dude. It. I mean, it's what a time to be alive, man. It's it's been great. Album. I mean, my my last take on views is it's it's damn near perfect for me. It's what yeah. I wanted right now, and it's 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 what I want to consume right now. And yeah, I thought it was I thought it was timely and and succinct and perfect. Yeah. Um. And but, but we do have a we do have a uh, so we you said we had all the the album drops. Um. But not over yet. It's not over yet because the the next big giant in the rap game. Um. Kind of shook up my day yesterday pretty hard. Tell the story. So. <laughs> All right, so this is this is kind of a long anecdote. But basically, um, I was just hanging, and I, I think I was on, I was actually on the phone with you, and I was scrolling through Twitter, and all of a sudden I saw this one thing from this like Chance fan Twitter account. I don't know why I follow it, but um, it was like saying like Chance three today, like, and there, and I was like, oh my god, no way! <laughs> and then so I I immediately like fired up all my sleuthing abilities of you know KTT Reddit. Uh, all the Twitter searches, his Twitter page, waiting for stuff, and there was artwork flying around, and it was this big two hours of flurry of activity. Um, but Chance did eventually um, release uh, his artwork for the his album called Chance Three, um, which which is, is the most beautiful, mag- majestic piece of cover art I've ever seen. It's fantastic, which I loved so much that when he posted the link to his website that said Chance Three, I thought it was the mixtape. Um, or the album, it wasn't, but there was a, uh, there was a, they were selling poster packs and he's, there've been, people have been put, putting these posters up. Like there's pictures on the internet and like they are everywhere. Like this chance three artwork is everywhere right now. And, um, you can buy 10 for 20 bucks, which is like kind of a steal. I'm selling a bunch <laughs> of friends for like five bucks a piece and making my money back and maybe even more. Um, but I, so I immediately pull, pulled the, you know, pulled the trigger on buying the posters and within like 10 minutes, um, I got a confirmation email back and it said my order had been shipped and it had a confirmation number and everything. And I see at the bottom it says uh, Chance the Rapper LLC. And then it has like a phone number, an address, email address and everything. And this was still like in like the gray area of we didn't know that like it wasn't coming out that day. And so this was like in the flurry of activity of everything's going on right. And so I'm like I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna call this number. So I call and it's like it's some like <laughs> some like twenty two year old bro and he like answers, he's like He's like, hey, what's up? Welcome to uh, thanks for calling Chance the Rapper uh, website. You know, storefront. How can I help you? And I was like, I was like, hey, like I just ordered posters, and uh, this is like probably a pretty pretty big long shot. Um, but do you have any idea when the album's releasing? And there was like a one second pause, and then this dude just like broke out into hysterical tears and was like laughing like uncontrollably for like thirty five seconds. And it was like awkward for me almost by the end. And and he was like he was like. Dude, he's like, he's like, dude, the posters have been on sale for like 10 minutes. You're my first caller. He's like, now I realize that that number on the bottom of the email, he's like, I know exactly what my day has turned into. He's like, (laughs) 
he's like dude he's like he's like i res- he's like i respect you calling he's like but at the same time like this is going to be absurd he's like i was like yeah i'm on reddit right now like i was like yeah i was like you're in for a shit storm and he's like oh he's like man and so like but he's like he's like he's like dude he's like i can't tell you anything he's like i respect the call but just, <laughs> just but just keep on keep on lookout on chancewraps.com um so which basically is kind of, like Basically, he was like, "Chill out, dude. Like the album's gonna come when it yeah. comes." Yeah, he was like, he, he told me, he told me at the end. He said, he said, "Dude, I promise it'll be okay." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I didn't think I sounded that worried about it, but like, it is. It's pretty aggressive that you called the the email confirmation number to to see when the mixtape was coming dude, out. We, like, and it was the worst part was it was like within twenty minutes of like the posters like being available to the world. Like this dude probably just like just press enter on his computer for the website changes and was just like sitting back about to have lunch and then like you know my dumbass calls in and he's like oh man. All right. Well, look. Uh, hopefully by the next time we're recording one of these things, we get the album. And for people that are also excited, he will be on Fallon Thursday, Thursday yeah. night, it's, Thursday night. Dude, it's it's pretty much confirmed for Friday. Okay, so we think it's coming Friday. Like ninety eight percent. Friday. So hopefully we'll be talking about it next week. Yeah. And uh, before we go, I'm watching Toronto, Indiana right now. 40, 36 Raptors about to be halftime. Hopefully the Drakes can pull this out for, for the sake of views. Do you have any any thoughts or predictions going forward in these playoffs? I, so I have watched every single playoff game besides the first half of this one right now. Wow. This 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 playoffs. And you've, and you've lost ungodly amounts of, of, of cash ungodly really yeah it's it's been pretty remarkable to see how south um how south you know making friendly waiters on sports can go for you in a week <laughs> and uh no but dude the there's a lot of things i have to say about the ma plus one just because the game's on right now that toronto indiana series like Dude, it, they're flipping coins. Who winning? Who's winning those games, dude? They make no sense. They both those teams like Toronto last in, in game six. They scored like, oh was, my god, Jonas just <laughs> punched one in on Miles Turner. Sorry, there there was like there was like four minutes. There was like four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and Toronto only scored like five points in the quarter. And that same thing happened in Indiana in um, game five. Game five. And yeah. of course, um, yeah, this course, series should be over. Yeah, they dude, Indiana should have won Game Five. I had mo- I and I and I picked the course. I picked Toronto, and then I picked Indiana. And both the games were in the fourth quarter. They just you know got the Monstars juice sucked out of them. Um, <laughs> and it was just like it was just. It, but no, that that game that series is wonky to me. I think wh- whoever wins that game tonight, um, I'll give him a little rundown of what's going to happen here. Um, okay. What, yeah. What are you, what's your what's your predictions going forward? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to set up every single series. Um, Cleveland, Atlanta. That'll be four to two. Cleveland, Atlanta's gonna okay. put up a good fight. It's gonna look like Atlanta has a chance for a second, but then everyone's gonna remember it's Atlanta sports, and then we won't have a chance. And I don't gonna- think it has anything to do with Atlanta sports. I think Cleveland's playing great basketball, but I think Atlanta's still a good team. Four two Cavs as well. Okay, and I also think look out for a little uh, Schroeder Deladova um, fist fight coming that series. That'll be fun, and also Horford Deladova as well. It's gonna be a testy series. Horford or Schroeder had like five technicals in the play, in the playoffs in like six games. Yeah, Schroeder goes in and out of being a hot mess and being a good basketball yeah, player. Yeah, he's 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 on, he's like he's he's entering like Rondo Boogie head case levels. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of fascinating to watch. Um, All right, and then next series, last yeah. Pacers against the Heat. Against the Heat. So I think 
I think the Heat will beat whichever team comes out of that series. But damn, another series that didn't make much sense. Those those uh, Miami Hornets games were bizarre. They would, dude. They were wonky too. They, I don't know. Miami's offense just comes and goes, and, and it's so frustrating. Today, Dragic had like thirty. And, and dude, Dragic, like, Dragic hadn't done anything the whole series. I know, I know, I know. So I feel like they, they sort of have to keep him going because I think their offense is just too slow when he's not doing anything. The way the Heat are built, like they're like they're built around Whiteside, who's as, as big as Jekyll and Hyde of a player as you're going to see. And then yeah. Dragic will come and go. I don't like him personally. Like Not like I don't like him as a person, but like I just don't like him as a player, um, which is whatever to me. And then you know, their team is built around... You know, Whiteside, Drogic, and then, and then Wade. Who Wade had a couple good games. Like he had, he had a couple good games. He's a baller, like Hall of Famer. Love the guy. Um, but he's really only effective within in, inside fifteen feet. And so the way that team is built is kind of tough. Um, but I still think I think either way, uh, I think the Pacers have the best chance to beat the Heat in the series. I don't think Toronto could beat the Heat in the series. Um, but I still think the Heat will win. That'll go seven games. I think Heat will win if four If the Pacers three. are in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm not watching it. Dude, the Pacers are kind of good. And I know Stop. I'm saying this now, and then they're going to score like 20 points in the second half of this game. Um, but Miles Turner is going to be a player. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, and then there's like the, the, the thing with the Pacers is there's always that scary 40-point Paul George game looming. And so you never know what's going to come. Right. Um, so, but I, so I so then I have Miami and uh, Cleveland in the finals. And interesting enough is or in the Eastern Conference Finals, LeBron has never beaten Miami as a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You have nothing to say. Cleveland's on that? gonna cakewalk. Uh, can you hear me? Uh, no, I can't. And no, I can't. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think I think Cleveland's gonna cakewalk to the finals. They it looks fantastic to me. The switch of love to the five was, I thought, changed the way they looked. I think Kevin Love played his best four games as Cavalier. Um, I don't think anybody's going to give him any trouble. But the, the, but the thing is, there I know they swept Detroit, and like Detroit's a fine team and they're a feisty team and they're going to fight like hell. But they I, they didn't beat the brakes off Detroit any of those games. I think if, if Cleveland was in any series with a team that was a little bit better. Um, I think they would have lost two games in that series. I think it's. I think Atlanta matches yeah. up. I think Atlanta has the best chance to beat Cleveland. If, I think Atlanta's the second best team in the East. Yeah, I would agree. The Raptors, dude, I, I don't trust them. No. Don't trust yeah, them. No. They're playing game seven right now against the Pacers. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Um, um, how about out west? West, yeah, West. Which was much more interesting before the second best point guard in basketball broke his wrist. Yeah. yeah that sucked. It's yeah. it's so bad. I feel I feel and, so and bad. You want to talk about you want to talk about sports curses? I'm sorry, Clippers fans, because this shit wouldn't have been happening to you the last thirty years if if they weren't from Buffalo originally. <laughs> like I'm sorry. This just <laughs> that Buffalo yeah. stank just never gets off you, man. Yeah, it's once a curse, like it, it stays with you. Nah, it's it's too bad. It would have made it would have been a, a really fun series. Um, judging by today, it it looks like the Warriors are gonna handle the trailblazers pretty well that, that that blazers team's average yeah i i think they're they're like a year away from being a year away yeah i mean i love i love mccollum we've covered that but, but I, the only thing with, with mccollum is i don't i'm not 100 percent sure if mccollum and lillard can exist together wow uh how, what why i know they're best friends but like 
and they they get along great, but like this the style of play is I'm I'm just not I'm not 100 percent sure about it. I think we're going to start to see an NBA where we see a lot more combo point guards playing together. I yeah. think I think Cleveland looks their best when Delhi and Kyrie play together. Well, yeah, I mean it makes like 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 these big two guards like DeRozan. There's not a lot of those guys left. Like the way there was with when Kobe was in his prime and Joe Johnson was an All Star. You know, so like, who are the, who are the best? Of, who are the best two guards right now? The best two guards in the league right now Clay. is Clay, who's a big, who's a big two guard. Westbrook. Um, well, no, Westbrook's a point <laughs> yeah, guard. Yeah. Um, Harden, not who's uh, like a combo guard kind of. Uh, McCollum. But but so just off, just off that list though, I think Wade. I think that I think shooting guard is is kind of going out of style. That's what I'm saying. I think you're going to start to see more com- of those like Delavadova, McCollum style shooting guards who can play the point. Because the bo- with the thing with both of those guys is that they can they're, they they're shoot the, they guards. shoot the three ball at a high percentage. They're they're kind of point guards. Yeah, they yeah. they can handle enough well to be a point guard, but they but they they can spot up shoot with the best of them, and I think that's yeah. that's important. And Atlanta does a little bit of that with Schroeder and uh, Teague. Um, yeah, the problem is Schroeder and Teague are like kind of too small to defend the other teams too. Yeah, which is why another discussion. But I, I think okay. one of those guys has and to then, go. And um, then, so I got I got Warriors beating the Trailblazers. Um, I'm gonna go five games. I think Trailblazers get one at home. Oh, they're really good at home. Um, and then the OKC Spurs. Dude, what the hell? Was Welcome that? to the playoffs, Billy. What the hell was that, dude? It was it was like it was like a top ten stink bomb for me. In it was game. over in in twelve minutes. The game was over, dude. It was over on the on the dude opening tip. <laughs> Kawhi just comes in and just hammers one home uncontested, just right off the tip. And I was yeah. like, all right, well, let's I'll do something else in my time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've been screaming all year that they should be playing campaign because four of their five best players are power forwards and you can't play them all. And campaign can actually play a little bit, but Donovan just buries him on the bench. He's obviously not going to get off for the playoffs, so I don't know who they're going to roll out there with to 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 try to beat this Spurs team. Because it was, it, I didn't I didn't when imagine you have a weakness, them. They're like they're like the Patriots of the NBA. When you have a weakness, they'll just exploit it. Yeah, and like they'll just they'll do they'll just like the Patriots are known for just like running the same play like six times down the field because they know you can't stop it and like. I, okay, or, or the Spurs realized about two minutes into that game that they couldn't stop Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was just game over. And that I think that'll be a five-game series too. I I liked the Thunder going into the series. I have to disclaimer, but it, the weird thing is the Thunder have sort of given the Spurs problems in the past with all that athleticism. So I I don't know if well, they're going to be able to yeah. turn it around if that game one was just an aberration. I hope so. I'd like to see a good series because if not, it looks like we're just going to be waiting for that Dub Spurs series. Yeah, I, I think I think the the second round. I think the interesting series are going to be coming. They'll be out of the East. The West is kind of just like a formality to get to the the Western Conference Finals. The thing with the Spurs is that when I watched them against Dallas, and Dallas isn't an overly. I don't think they're an overly athletic team. Would you would you agree? You would agree with that? <laughs> I think that's a very fair assessment. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like even even then, like the Spurs. In that series, like not not who who the Spurs play, I'm like Memphis. They played they played the the the, uh, the corpse of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, <laughs> bloody corpse. And 
Uh, they actually, I, I won a good bit of money on Memphis. Um, but uh, no, they, the Spurs looked a little bit like like sluggish in that series, and I think it's just kind of the grind and grit thing of the Memphis Grizzlies that kind of brings that out in people. But I yeah, wasn't like Yorker's, Yorker's a good coach, and they knew they didn't. They knew they were going to win the series, which I think you always have to take into account. Yeah, and I, I it, they did. They, they didn't look good to me. But then, like everything, it just you know, don't bet against God's God puppies, the Patriots or the Spurs ever. Yep. Um. So seriously. Yeah. Um. But it, no, it's, a, it's been a, it's been a great NBA playoffs, man. Yeah, it's. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. I'll uh, look forward to doing it again when we hear uh, Chance Three, baby. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, hopefully Friday. Um, and you know, thank you guys for coming back to uh, to the rap guys. I know it's been a while, but um, we're gonna try to do this as much as we can. Um, with mostly just like breaking stuff, breaking new stuff. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the outro on you here, and um, looking forward to summer sixteen. Yeah, so uh, be Watch on the lookout for chance three. Um, a lot of chance stuff going three. on, and uh, good good doing this again, Mark. We out. All right, man. Take care.